In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So the gospel this week created quite an interesting study process for me. See, it seems like everything that possibly could go wrong at work went wrong. I was frustrated and angry and sought counsel from our clergy and from seasoned friends. And I was able to calm my spirit enough to finish the work week successfully. But I walked away from this experience a little more broken open in a place to ask for help and to give it to God and try not to take it back from God. Then I had a conversation with someone who encouraged me to remember that this passage clearly states a woman's place is in a place of service. The way it was told to me told me that I needed to sit down and keep my mouth shut, stay out of the pulpit, and do all of my work quietly. Well, any of you who know me know that did not set well with me. I've gotten to a place of calm already, and I was not going to let that moment ruffle me. But it was an opportunity to rethink what this passage must sound like to so many people. Simon's nameless mother-in-law had been sick for, with a fever and had been laid up for an undisclosed amount of time. Jesus raised her up and healed her. She immediately began to serve Jesus. I'd like to think that Simon would have had a conversation with her, encouraging her to take it easy and to let him help out. But his mother-in-law had been made whole again. It almost sounds like she wanted to get back into life as she knew it. Many of you probably know that I had COVID early in January. It was a miserable few days, but I had good friends who sent care packages down the stairs while I was in isolation and others who offered to bring anything that may be needed. I cannot be around anyone in my home and I cannot go out into the world and possibly expose other people. The day I came out of isolation, I was so excited to be back in the world that I just might have overdone it just a little bit, catching up on things that I'd missed out on. While I was sick, I came home exhausted. My breathing was labored and my body told me I wasn't ready for quite that much excitement. I went back to work two days after that because I felt guilty not doing my job and felt like I was putting it off on other people. But the big difference between my experience and Simon's mother-in-law is that I had recuperated mostly and had returned to work out of obligation, but she was healed completely and returned to service out of gratitude and because that is what she was called to do. Sure, in that day and time, women were expected to do this type of work because it was their place, but there seems to be more unspoken ministry than that. Some theologians believe there was a devout group of women who traveled with Jesus and with the apostles. As the men were pro proclaiming the gospel, the women were with them living it. The word diokoneo is used several times. It has been translated as one who provides service to another, where the term doulos, also translated as servant, denotes servitude. Lawrence Richards, a Christian educator and profession stated, in Greek thought, both types of services were shameful. The duty of the Greek person himself was to achieve his potential for excellence, to be forced to subject his will or surrender of his time and his efforts for the sake of others 
was intensely distasteful, even humiliating. But Jesus came to serve, not to be served. In giving himself for others, Jesus set the pattern for the value system. In Christ, serving is the highway to greatness. In Christ, we achieve our full potential by giving, not by grasping. But as you probably suspect, this is from where the word deacon or diaconate comes. And with that in mind, there are many, many stereotypes that don't stand up to that definition. You might look at Redeemer and think, women are strictly in a place of service, just where they belong. I mean, Shepherd's Table ministers include Pam, Marilyn, Becca, Allie, May, and Jane. But there are also men who pick up paper products and help out with this ministry as well. Sure, both of your deacons are female, but there are some amazing men who take their diaconate ministry very seriously. So this is not just women's work. This is not just deacons work. This is the work of all of God's people. Our baptismal covenant even says that we will seek and serve the Christ in all persons. So Simon's mother-in-law may have had some obligation to get back to life as she knew it. But it seems to me that she did what she did out of a call to serve and not a mandate that it was her place to do so. So I challenge each of us to look at someone we may see as less than, even if we don't mean to. It can be the person who takes your trash out at work. It can be the high school student bagging your groceries and helping you to the car with them. It could be the, per the parishioner you call to pray with because she, you know she is very dedicated to that ministry. Take a minute to say thank you for what you do. Thank you for your ministry. They most likely don't do it to be noticed, but it sure would be nice if we could look upon others we dwell among and see them as people seeking and serving the Christ and others. May we all provide a little humble service every day in this ever-changing world. Amen.